Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this wonderful day. Thank you for such a great morning. You blessed us this morning at Bethany, and we just thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you for all the wonderful gifts, all the love that was shown today. We appreciate it. It's because of you. It's because you touched the hearts of men and women to make them love us the way they love us. And we don't take that for granted. So, Lord, as we preach today, let someone's heart be transformed. Let them receive you. Let them have a greater love and a greater passion to do kingdom work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So I'm excited, man. We're on schedule on time. And so I want to wrap up this series. I, I, I do want to say uh, I am blessed uh, to have, um, he was here before, but he's, he's here from Las Vegas. And uh, he is such a dear, 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 dear friend to me. He, he's, you know, I, I, he's, he's one of the men I can really say, man, truly like a father to me. Uh, I was a little kid, a bad little kid in elementary school with Angel. Um, and those guys took me up under their wings. And he's one of the ones that, I mean, really loved me from a little kid up until this day. And so, um, Mr. Scott, he's here from Las Vegas. Would you just please stand again? Please, Mr. Scott, please stand. <laughs> and he brought a special friend with him. Would you stand, Dr. Dr. Logan? Thank you for coming. I, uh, it's often, you know, people do, uh, you, can, you can be seated, thank you. People do nice things for you, um, Dale, but, you know, the, uh, I was so young, and I was from a, a, a family that didn't have much, and we really struggled. Uh, my mother didn't work, and I was raised in a single parent. My mother had five kids in the north. She had a set in the south as well, uh, and she, we didn't have a lot of resources. So when I became, when I came home, they were so proud of me when I came back, and I wanted to get a car, right? And I didn't have no credit, you know? So when you don't have no credit, you know, you got to get a cosign, you know? And um, I remember going to Mr. Scott and telling him about it, and he co he trusted me. Amen. He co-signed for me to get a brand new car. Amen. Now... For the young people who don't understand what cosign is all about, go ahead. That, that means the world to me. He, he called me on the phone. He said, you going to be there tomorrow? I need to make sure you're going to be there. I'm coming in from Grand Rapids. You're going to be there? I'm going to be there. You know, you sure you're going to I'm going to be there. I'll be somewhere, but I may be a few minutes late. He said, I got to know a few people. But for those who don't understand cosigning, what cosigning is, is that if that person doesn't pay the loan, then the cosigner is responsible for the loan. Right? So you're really going out there on a limb. Right? And so he says, I'm going to sign this thing. In the event that you can't do it, I got you. Right? And uh, so that meant the world to me, man. Because the Bible tells you don't co-sign for nobody. You know, there's scripture 
they tell you don't co-sign. It really, it's in Proverbs. They tell you quickly, get, get out of it if you can. Right? So, thank you, Mr. Scott. I love you so much. That ain't Rodney Neal in the back, I know. Oh, man, Rodney, I love you, bro. <laughs> wow, man, this is a special appreciation. So let me get going so we can get out of here by 2 o'clock. Man, this is, like, amazing, man. See what I'm saying? I got Dr. Abby out here in the house. See what I'm saying? Got his microphone on. Like, see what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the three stages of life, we talked about deliverance, so I want to talk a little bit about it. Uh, uh, remember, and it's important, uh, that, it's, that God delivered you from something. This, uh, uh, I hope your ears was ringing, uh, Nettie. I hope your ears were ringing because I talked about you at Bethany. I did. So guilt is charged. I did. I talked about you at Bethany. It was all good. Though. It was all good, right? But um, deliverance. I want everybody to understand this here. When God delivered you, he delivered you, man, so you can do kingdom work. He delivered you. So God came in and saved you, man, and delivered you from some of the situation you was in so you can do kingdom work. For those who don't believe and don't trust, I promise you, if you give your life to God, God can transform you like never before. His mission is to deliver you. He in the business of delivering you. He want you delivered. He needs you to be delivered. There's certain things, man, just got to be out of your life, right? And God has to deliver you from those things. He needs those things out of your life. And uh, in John, the 15th chapter, he talks about I, uh, 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 he said, I am the father, my father's the, uh, I'm the husband man, right? He said, I'm, let me, I better read it because I'm, I'm going to mess it up because it ain't part of my scripture, but I want to talk about this. St. John, the 15th chapter. So I, I want to read this real quick because it's going to bring the whole message into play. All right? Here's what he says. I am the true vine, and my father is the, is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Now, this, now, this is important. Every branch that bears no fruit, he cuts it. Here's what he says. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it. So things that's coming in your life that's helpful you, man, God just prunes it up, man, because he knows some of the stuff, man, he just got to get out the way, man, so you can be everything he intended for you to be. Some people, some things, God got to cut out of your life. He got to literally cut it out of your life. If you don't cut out, it'll zap all the life out of you, and you become ineffective in the kingdom, right? And so he has to get rid of it, get it out of your life. And some things he just got to prune back. So it can create more room for you to be everything God intended for you to be. But God's mission is for you to be kingdom-minded and make a difference in the life of people. And it's all about deliverance. But the big thing we're going to talk about today is about development. Everybody said development. What happens after God delivers you? What happens after God delivers you? Now, let me, I want to say this now. Sometimes, man, when you get into the word of God, man, the word of God will purge you. And you're never the person you used to be. When you give your life to God sincerely from the bottom of your heart, he will purge you and he will get things out of you. You will not be the man or woman you used to be. You become a better husband, 
a better wife, a better brother, a better sister, a better boss, a better employee. You become better when he purges that junk out of you, right? And then he fills you with his spirit. Now, this is important. I don't want you to miss this because we're talking about development. If God delivers you and you don't fill your life with the word of God, Satan comes back with seven demons worse than the first. And they'll take resident in your life and your situation with your second state will be worse than your first. I want you to hear me well. That's important because God is trying to do something for you. That's why he delivered you and he cleaned it up and he's got, got you going. You got to stay with the word of God and get the word of God to come into your life so you can be a better kingdom-minded person. Amen? Now, it ain't, you're not bad, you're not, because God created you before you was in your mother's womb. He knew everything about you, because so God wanted you to be a success. Tony, look out. Good God Almighty. So, it's, it's a, he does wonderful things. Tony threw me off. I looked over there, and I'm like, that looked like Tony. Might be a twin. All right. Now, so, so, so now this is important. I want you to get this here. Because if we're going to be impactful in the kingdom, we got to spend some time with God. We got to spend time with God so we can know what God wants us to do and we can gain the power we need to be able to overcome Satan and everything he's throwing at us. He's not hiding. He said, I come to kill Steal and destroy. But Jesus told us, but I come that you may have life. Overflowing, running. All right? It's, it's important. Everybody say important. Now, I, I don't want you guys to miss that. That's important. So understand it. All right? This is what God bring you into a deeper relationship with him. A deeper relationship with him. Most of us want to be different. We want a better life, right? We, we want better things. We want to be in a better relationship. We want everybody else to be better, but we won't get better, right? I want, I want my boss to be better. I want my kids to be better. I want my spouse to be better, but I won't do anything to make me better. You might be the problem, right? As you increase your relationship with God, it changes the dynamic of every other relationship. The more you get Christ inside of you, the more impactful you're going to be. And you're going to change people's lives. God intended for you to do that. So he wanted to develop you, right? Now, he's sent you through different trials and tribulations, right, to help shape you. And those things are there to make you be everything God intended for you to be. Some things you don't like, but God put them in there to teach you to be stronger. And you didn't like it until afterward you said thank God for it. Right? So because God wants you to be better. God wants you to be a success. That's his mission. Right? So I want to develop you into being kingdom minded. I need people who love me so much man they want to see other people's lives changed. Right? Is, everybody, is, is it hot? I see fans. Turn the airs on. 
You got all these air conditions. Turn them on. Turn them on. Turn them on. Right? Look at Romans. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who, everybody said love him. The evidence that you love God, look, Derek, the evidence that you love God is how much time you spend with him. Don't say you love God and you don't spend no time with him. Right? The evidence that you love him is that you spend more time with him. And then everybody else is going to know you love him because if you spend time with him, it's going to change the way you deal with them. Right? So when he says, uh, 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 this? who has been called according to not your purpose, but his purpose. There, his purpose, not, not your purpose. I don't care how young you are. It doesn't matter your age. Right? God wants you. I wouldn't care if you're a baby. I, I, I was teasing. Onigo sent me this, this sermon, and I was telling you about this little, little boy that was preaching. The little boy was preaching up or something. Right? And, uh, and, and, and somebody told us, can't no boy teach me nothing. So that his next sermon was, wasn't that what type of? What a boy can teach you. Right? And what he did was he went down and he showed how God used, the, used kids throughout the Bible and in the world to change people's lives. So a lot of times kids don't think they're important. They don't think God can take a baby and that baby can do something, man, to change your life. Because God is a spirit. He can work through the minds and hearts of anybody. There's people who've gotten pregnant who had a baby and their life was transformed. They were the most evil persons in the world until they had a baby. And the baby changed them. Right? And it's important. So, so and here's the thing. Tasha, it's amazing. The, 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 the impact that that your kids have on other kids, even when you're in Florida. People are watching them. God wants you to represent him. Tiffany, he said, I want your daughter to be as powerful as you. I want to be as impactful as you. Stronger. Right? So when you get the spirit of God, Jesus was 12. Everybody said 12. Remember, he was a human, right? Let's get his divinity and put it out the way. He was a human being at 12 years old. And his mother went to the festival, and they left. And when they left, the young fella stayed back. And they gone, and they didn't realize he wasn't there. And they, they said, where's Jesus? We don't know. So they went back. And when they found him, he was mesmerizing the scholars at 12. God had down, some of you all are so smart, God has downloaded stuff in your system, man, nobody ever taught it to you. Where did it come from? Why did God give it to you? Why did God make you so smart? There's a kid that goes to the church, and uh, a girl called me from school and said, this kid was so bad, they was cussing and acting a fool, and they come to church, and they're acting a fool, and, and I said, and she, and she couldn't believe it, and he don't act like that at church. I said, I know. Because they know how to act. Because God had downloaded in their system. They know how, but they just get other places. And watch this. Here. And because they don't really download God, uh, they know how they're supposed to act in certain environments. 
right? So they go somewhere else, man, and if you don't have God downloaded, you're going to act a fool when you go over here. Right? I'm talking to all you all. Wherever you go, right, without God being downloaded in your system, he wants a relationship with you so you can make a difference in the life of other people. So he wants to develop your life. You have to learn Christian formation. You got to get into the word. People say, I don't need to come to Bible study. I already know that stuff. You're lying. You know you don't know. <laughs> Stop lying, man. You don't know. You don't know. Don't, don't, don't quit lying. You don't know. You haven't studied enough to know. Right? And you can't deal with Satan, man, unless you deal with him with God's word. You got to have something, man, be able to take him on. Because Satan is coming at you at every turn, and he's a spirit. Hear me well. He's a spirit, and spirit has to have a body to work through. So I don't care how brilliant you are, he'll take you and he'll get inside your body and work through you. So, so what God says, I want to get inside your body so we can combat him. He said, I want you to allow me to be in your life and make a difference. He said, if you let me teach you, no devil in hell can handle you. But you got to be willing to let me be the Lord of your life. You need to have a rela- you need to have a relationship with me. I don't care how much Edgar loves Crystal. If he don't spend no time with her, eventually that thing gonna fall apart. Cause she gonna want to spend some time with him. He gonna want to spend some time. Guys, said, listen. How do you expect? To have a relationship with me, you tell everybody you have a relationship with me, you don't spend no time with me. So then when you deal with Satan and you run into Satan, he's I'm trying to develop you into be everything you can be, but you won't sit down and take time and learn about me. You do everything else. You Google everything else. You YouTube everything else. You know, you want to be a great this and a great that, and you figure out how to do this here, how to run fast, how to jump out, how to spell, how to do math. But when it comes to God's word, and that's the thing, that's the only thing, really, man, that can help you, man, deal with this, these forces. That's why he says, great is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Because God is trying to develop you, right? He wants that relationship, and it's important. And I want you to understand something. God says, everything works together for the good for them that love the Lord and called according to his purpose. Right? It, it, now, I preached at Bethany this morning uh, about Luke, the fourth, uh, 18th chapter, about the two men uh, that went to the house of prayer. And when they went to the house of prayer, one was a Pharisee and one was a, uh, a tax collector, right? And the tax collector said, listen, God, you know, I go to church every Sunday. I praise the Lord. I pay my tithes and offerings, and I do it. But that man over there, that tax collector, him, and the tax collector said, Lord, I'm sorry. Stop beating the chest. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Have mercy on me. He said he went away justified. And the one that thought he was saved and sanctified because he was faking it, he was acting like it on the outside, but the inside it really wasn't there. God want to know where's your heart. The only way you can strengthen your heart and you can develop, man, you got to spend time with him for real. There shouldn't be no room in Sunday school. I mean, Bible study. Bible study should be so packed we should have to move it in the gym. Right? Because we're in a time now, man, where you can't even deal with this stuff, man, without God. He bad enough to come into your marriage, man, and ruin your marriage after 30 years. 
He'll make the kids you birth turn on you. You've been working on a job for 30 years, and they'll fire you with no reason. And you're like, how dare they? And then you come to Bible study. Uh, then they come because a crisis has hit. When a, when, whenever a crisis hit, then we call on the Lord. He says, call on me before the crisis. Because I'm trying to make you uh, make a difference. Amen? Now, uh, your life, in order for God to, to develop you, man, there's going to be trials and tribulations in your life. Some things you're going to be going through, uh, Shanikni, and you're going through, man, so God can make you a better woman. So you're going to have some trials and tribulations. Here's the thing. But no weapon that's formed against you will ever prosper. So when things come in and I'm going through a trial, if I'm my faith and confidence in God, whatever I'm dealing with, I know God got this. And I know it's working together for my good. I don't like it. It don't feel good. You know, that's why I don't argue with my kids. My son will tell you, I don't argue with him. I, I, don't, I just stop. If, if it gets heated, I'm done. Because I know we have to walk according to God's word and then let God do the rest. Amen? God want to make a difference in your life. He want to develop you. He's already delivered you. Now he want to develop you. Now, listen, your house has been clean. Now you got to fill it with something. It ain't just, well, I accept the Lord in my life and I love Jesus. I just love the love. You know, I'm deep. I'm spirit. You got to fill yourself with something. Listen, you, you got to download stuff in your system. You got to be ready for this thing. That this is real. My brother told me, I called him on the phone, and we was talking, and we was talking about uh, addictions and all this kind of stuff. And I was telling him about a person that was gambling. And he said, man, please. He, he, he called me Stu, man. He said, Stu, please, man, tell him stop. He said, this thing ain't no joke. He said, tell him to stop. He said, I was getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, sneaking out the house. He said, I was on my way to work. I was calling my boss, Mr. Scott, and told my boss, hey, listen, I can't come in today. I'm not feeling good. And went to the boat and lost everything I had. That's what the enemy will do to you. He'll strip you of all your resources. And you say, well, how you do it? Because you don't think and you don't have confidence. You know it ain't no good, but yet you do it. They told you when you flew in that you weren't going to win nothing. And you said, no, I can beat this system. And they said, a sucker's born every day. Right? You got to understand, man, you can't, do, you can't cheat. You can't cheat and think you're going to be successful. And the thing that's going to stop you is going to be as God develops you in the word of God. And he comes into your life and he starts to change you from the inside out. And as he starts to change you, the world changes. You have the power to change your house just by changing you. You you got the power to change your home just by changing you. But you don't understand, Pastor Duran. Oh, I do. I know I know one thing, no weapon formed against you will prosper. He'll make your enemy your footstool. There's no development without life experiences. So you're going to have some life experience. You're going to have some ups and downs, some ins and outs. Some of you guys, man, God has delivered 
from some stuff, man, that was so powerful that nobody ever thought you'd get out of it and you got out. God delivered you from it. My brother gave his testimony. Uh, we was, I think the Bible said, well, he said, man, well, how many years was JB since you had a drink? 16 years since he had a drink. But for 16 straight, he was drinking. Five o'clock. You know, and then one day he didn't go to no re- God delivered him. And when God delivered him, he started taking God's word in. He started going to church. He started feeling. So when the enemy came back and the enemy came back, he didn't have nowhere to go. He tried to come back with his buddies, but he couldn't do nothing. Once you come, he come back. If I'm filled with the word of God, when you come, you can't get in. So now I'm becoming a better. Now I'm on the Lord's side. Now he's going to attack you. But he can't win. You got to believe that with all your heart. And the more you yield to him, the worse it gets. You can't give him no, you can't give him no ground. Listen what Paul was telling Timothy. He said, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world, watch this here, to save you, a sinner like you. Right? To save sinners of whom I am the worst. Paul said, I'm the worst out of all of them, but he came to save me. Paul was putting saints in jail, but he came to the realization when he gave his life to love, but God changed me. Paul became the most powerful apostle in the Bible. This is what he says in verse 16. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy. What does mercy mean? Mercy means I deserve it, but God spared me. What I did, I deserve to be locked up. What I did, I deserve to lose my family. What I did, I deserve to lose my job. But because of God's mercy, it's God's grace and mercy. And God has the power to move like never before. But you have to trust him so much that you give your life to him. Right? He said, but for those very reasons, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, everybody said the worst. Christ Jesus might display his, what, immense patience as an example for those who would be believed in him and receive eternal life. God wanted to show them through Paul's life. God wanted to show the world that he's real through your life. Are you willing to be an example that God can point people to? Are you willing? Are you living in such a way where you say, hey, God, here I am, send me. Put me on display. Right? You, and you say, nah, I ain't going to just invite the devil in my life. I want him. Bring him on. Because he can't win when I got God on my side. As, as long as I'm downloading that word, I get so much boldness and so much confidence. Right? Not in me, but in who? So he's developing me, and he's making me the man or woman he intended for me to be. So I got to get serious about this thing. This is a, a this is a matter of life and death, not just for you, but for everybody you come in contact with. You think you're not important. You think you're not important. But the person you met in the grocery store in the line, 
God put them there for you. And you thought it didn't make a difference. You just told the person, man, God love them. You just gave them a hug. You don't realize that hug saved their life. They just can't come back and tell you because they don't know you. But you made a difference. The Jesus in you met the Jesus in them. And something happened. And the person was never, ever the same again. The same thing happened to you all. You are here because somebody prayed for you. Somebody thought you was important enough to pray for you. When somebody else thought you were nothing. You weren't going to mount to nothing. You was doing some raggly stuff. But God didn't stop loving you. And he kept on sending people and saying, it's going to be all right. Hang in there. Girl, come on to go to church. I don't want to. Baby, you need to go to church. I need the people. What, what I'm going to church for? Because God told you to go. Don't stop inviting them. Here's how you know you can't stop. Because God keep putting it on your mind to ask him, Tasha. Why God keep putting it on your mind to ask him? He want to use you to help save them. Don't you wish you could go back and tell that person that was praying for you, man, thank you, but you don't even know where they're at no more. But they made a difference in your life. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Thinking not strength. What you're going through, you're not the only one that went through this. We think we're in isolation. We think I'm the only one. You're not the only one lost your mother. Oh, you're not the only one lost your brother. You're not the only one lost a child. You ain't the only one that got a kid strung out on drugs. You ain't, got, you ain't the only one got a kid in jail, prison. You ain't the only one. Don't, 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 don't think you're strange. No. The devil want to make you throw your hands up. He wants you to give up on God. It don't make no difference. I'm telling you, I wish, I wish Margaret was here today. She's not here. She'll tell you how she just kept on praying. Her son was in prison for so many years, and she, kept, and she never stopped praying. She, stepped, she never stopped praying. And one day her baby came home. You, you, you got you to know that you have an assignment. I challenge you to take the word of God and, and use it to help develop you. God want to develop you. Everybody say, God, God want to develop me. Yeah. Now, watch, listen to Luke 11, 24 through 26. Everybody read it with me. Read. Stop. Because I want you guys to hear it because you thought I made it up. Doctor, they thought I made it up. I didn't make it up. They thought I was just quoting something. Finish reading. 
Stop. It says, I'm leaving. Because I ain't got no room in there, man, because God came in and occupied it. Because you gave your life to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I gave my life to the Lord. So you gave it, you gave your life to the Lord. And the devil said, I'm out of here. He said, I'm gone because I, I, I can't get in. Because I know you've accepted Jesus in your life and you're on fire for the Lord. Keep reading. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The house is what? Now all the demons is out, Tasha. Tiffany, they gone. You done quit lying and cheating and whoremongering and stealing and all. You done clean your life up, Shaq. I'm saved and sanctified, Mother Darlene, and on fire for the Lord. Right? Clean, Ed. I'm all clean. All right, read 26. Read. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. It found the house swept clean. Then it goes and it finds, now listen, young kids. I want y'all to hear me because y'all think, think it's a joke. And, and somebody, listen to me. Now hear me out. Uh, and, and raise your hand if you're in education. Y'all know I'm not lying, right? The demons has went and got seven worse. And he in full force. And this is what he says. This is important. I want you guys to get this. Don't miss it. I kind of glossed over it early because I knew I was coming to it in the scripture. Right? He said, then it goes and takes seven other spirits. Everybody say spirits. Spirit. Not people, but spirits. Seven other spirits. More wicked. You thought popping some pills was bad. And then he delivered you from popping pills. And you said, God is good. But there, he, got, he got seven more demons worse than the pills. He said, now, I done delivered you. Now, you done quit smoking. You done quit taking them pills. You done quit getting high. You done quit cheating. And he said, but I got seven more demons worse than that. And I want to find out if you for real, because I'm coming back. Now, listen to what he said. He bold. It's in scripture. He bold. This is what it says. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And what? What? Oh, what do it do? They're going to take resident in your life. Keep reading. It, ooh, listen to me. Look, Derek. That's why they can't play with it. You know, people, oh, man, you know, God is good. You know, they play around and, oh, you know, they dance around the church and they, ooh, what do you do it? It's cute. God got him over here. Ooh, act the fool. Clown. You think you're playing? Satan says, keep playing. When I get through with you, I'm going to beat you naked. You won't have nothing. He said, I'm going to get some so bad and so tough that the only way they're going to come out of you, man, God got to come down himself. Seven, worse. He said, your second condition is worse than it was the first. You thought you was bad before, and God delivered you. You know how bad it was when God delivered you the first time, and you thank God for delivering you. So now, he to clean you up and delivered you, Ross. 
And you say, I'm delivered now. I'm cool. You know, you got to go to church. I'm sick and tired of it, man. Going to church. I don't know why women go to church. Stupid. These women might go to church. Don't go. I pray for you because you're going to call me. Or you're going to call the saints. Because that thing going to come on you so tough, it'll come through your house and it'll be so bad. You, you call it everybody. You want everybody to pray. Could you get on the, a chain? You know, people praying. You want everybody to connect with you. You know, Even the one who can't pray, you want them to pray. Now, it it sounds funny, but it's real. And some people are living it now because you didn't clean it up, and now your, your second state is worse than your first. And now you're back in trying to get delivered again. This thing is real. Satan is real. That spirit is real. Everybody say real. So God is trying to develop you into becoming strong and powerful like him. That's why he gave you his Holy Spirit, right? That's why you got to study it. If you don't study it and take it in and learn about it and be the best at it and understand it and let it work for you, you can't deal with Satan. He's too slick. Listen to me. He's slicker than slick. You think you're smart. You can't even handle, you can't hold a candle to him. He was doing this man before over 7,000 years. He was doing this man before you thought about doing anything. Before you even thought about being conceived, he was working this game. He was working on your great, great, great grandparents. He good at this. But he can be defeated, though. He can be defeated. He, 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 he can't stand. He can't stand. Listen, that's why you can't, you can't play with him. So I'm going to tell you what Samuel said, and I'm I'm going to wrap this thing up. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Right? Now listen, why did I put that in there? Because you're tricking yourself, and you're thinking you're somebody, and people can judge you, man, based on what you look, because you dress nice, and you got a nice job, and you come to church, and you pay your tithes and all that. And just like the Pharisee, you pay out, you think you, you know you're powerless. So, and, and so Paul he said, man, listen, man looking at the outward appearance, God said, I'm looking at your heart. Here's what Satan said. I ain't looking at the outward appearance. I'm looking at your heart. You faking everybody else out, but you're not faking. I already know. I got you. I see you in the midnight hour. When nobody else is watching, I'm going to send somebody over there. I'm going to have them give you a call. I'm going to see what you're made out of. You, you say you say, you shouting on Sunday, you come down here, you're dancing, and you got your little group. We don't do it here, but, you know, you got your little group. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Everybody say, they need to get, they, they dancing. How, oh. They do all that stuff, and then, and, and then you leave, and you powerless. You, 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 he said, you just dancing, putting on a show. Right? He said, you just putting on a show. He said, you're a hypocrite. He said, you need to get it together. Because Satan has tricked you. Now, I want to, uh, listen to me. You got to, I'm not talking to the people who can't. Right? I'm talking, I'm talking to the people who can come to, who can come and don't come. And when you can't come, you don't spend no time in the room. I'm talking to those people. 
not the people that you, you know, your, your boss told you, so you got to be at work and you can't get it. I'm talking to people that say, well, you know, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Pastor, I was going to come, but I was tired. I, I, I was tired, man. I'm so tired. But don't let Mona Shore play Muskegon on Friday night. You ain't tired then. There's 5,000 folks there, and you one of them. I always said, I said this, if I can go to the basketball game, I can go to church. And people say, oh, well, you know, I'm so, you, but you don't understand. No, I do understand. What you don't understand is that Satan knows you don't understand. And while you think you're playing with God, he's just slipping in the back door and stuff is just, and the person you're sitting next to, your best friend, while you're at work knocking on your door. That's your ace boom coon. That's the one you really trust. Because Satan's a spirit. He works in whoever he want to work in. And they ain't saved and neither are you. You said, man, you know, we cool. We like that. You know, that's my dog. I remember one time, uh, I remember one time AJ had some money, and he's up there, and he said, Dad, man, I don't know what happened, man. Somebody clipped me. I said, who was with you? It was your boys, wasn't it? They was riding with you. They wished that you got to hide, they got you. Then was the boy inside me road, dog. I'm rolling with you. Them, them, that's your dog. I'm the dog. He's, yeah, I went to, and I'm going to get the he, he don't know. He ain't gonna know I got him. <laughs> we had a scenario where a young boy killed his best friend. He was over at his house, sleeping and eating dinner with the table, called the girl boy mama, his mama, and everything else, and the boy killed him. And came to the ritual, crying. But they had killed his best friend when he was the one that did it. That's what, the, that's what the devil will do for you when you think you're playing with him. He play for keeps. That spirit is real. The only way you can combat it, you got to have a righteousness inside of you. Because all of us got a balance. We all got that thing going in. But you got to have, you can't let the evil outweigh the, come on now. Come on now. So he's trying to develop you. We got to get serious. These days it's tough. You know how many people we lost in the pandemic? Do you know how many people we lost in the pandemic? They just died from a virus. They was here today when we literally gone tomorrow. When, the, when he told us in, in the Psalms 119 about the pestilence, but we can't we can't quote scripture. You got to live this thing. So I challenge you all, as I wrap this up, I challenge you all to be serious and be for real about your relationship with God and about developing your life. I want you to make a commitment today. I'm not gonna ask you to come to the altar and try to do it in front of everybody because I don't want nobody to know your business. I know you don't want to do that, but if you want to, we have somebody here to pray for you. But I want you to make a commitment yourself. And I want you to, to make a commitment to God said, for today, if you can do it. Today, I'm going to make you the Lord of my life. Today, I'm going to make a commitment to start to learn more about you. I want to help develop 
me being a stronger Christian. So I can be able to see the satanic forces as they come. Because God will let you see them. Right? And he want to show you, listen, who the enemy is. So then when you're able to deal with him, when Peter was walking with Jesus and he said, you ain't got to go to Calvary, Jesus looked at him. You know what he said? Briggs, he said, get behind me, Satan. Peter was his right-hand man. He looked through Peter and saw Satan had entered Peter's body and was working through Peter, and he said, get behind me, Satan, and kept on moving. Because he knew what the end, and you'll be able to recognize it. Sometimes you can see the enemy, so that's the devil. I tell them, the young, I, tell, I was telling the young guy, I was uh, ministering with a couple, a young girl was getting ready to divorce her husband, and she, was, she met a real nice guy in the church. He's a very good deacon, good guy. He's, a, he's from Flint. Good guy. It wasn't Shaq. Shaq about to get in trouble. Back. His wife hit him upside the head. Pop. But he loved this. This is a true story, though. Good guy. Deacon, she called me up on the phone. I said, sweetheart, you're not divorced yet. The guy want to take you out to dinner. He, I said, that's the devil. She said, honey, I don't care what he say. That's Satan. How you know he's Satan? I said, because God don't mess up marriages. You can't profess to be Jesus and then mess up a marriage. That's Satan working. I don't care how sweet he talk. Just know it's going to be seven times worse. So you got to be able to identify him. And then it's got to start to show you, but you got to start spending time with God so you can see him. You can see the satanic forces. You can see him working. You can see him in your kids. You can see him in your spouse. You can see him in your boss. You can see him in your neighbors. You can see him. And then you can start praying for them. Don't beat them down. Start praying for them because you see Satan trying to take their life away, trying to take their family away. Don't let him take yours. Don't let him take your life away. So make a commitment today. Say, so today is the day I'm giving my life to the Lord. Young people, today, tell all your friends it's over. I'm done. I ain't smoking no more weed behind the garage. <laughs> don't bring me no more cigarettes. I don't want no more beer. Y'all laughing, but it's happening. At school, in the bathroom, all of we ain't vaping no more. I'm done vaping with you. Because you're trying to destroy the Satan. is using you to try to destroy me. Everybody stand to your feet. Oh, shoot. It ain't 2 o'clock yet. Y'all can sit back down. No, I'm just playing. Let's bow our heads. Nobody looking around. Don't look around. If you know you want God to come into your life and help you, raise your hand up real quick and put it back down. Just put it back down. We don't want nobody to know your business. Right. I want everybody to say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus today, today I'm, asking I'm asking you to come into my life, into my life and be the Lord of my life. Of my life. Help, me Help me be all, be all that, you that you intend for me to be. Give me a greater desire, a greater desire to, learn to learn about you and learn your word. Learn your word. Give me the discipline that I need 
in order to be the saint that you need me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. If you want Jesus in your life, and you want him to be the Lord of your life, you want to accept him in your life, come to the altar and we'll do it with you. Put it on the card and say, I want to get saved. And we'll reach out to you if you're embarrassed and don't want to come to the altar. I, I, I don't want to front you off in front of anybody, but just put it on the card and we'll reach out to you. If you want to get baptized, you need to get baptized, we'll baptize you. We, we, we want you in. Everybody say Wednesday. Wednesday. Bible, study. Bible study. Make a commitment. Dear Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. Put your arms of protection around us. Guide our hearts. Guide our minds. Lord, as we give in our offering, as we give our tithes in our offering, Lord, don't let anybody suffer for their giving. Lord, we ask you to bless them. Thank you for all those who make contributions that make a difference. So, Lord, don't let them be afraid to trust your kingdom, trust your word, knowing that we're doing the work that we're supposed to do with the resource you gave us. Be with us, guide our hearts, guide our minds, and we love you forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. God bless you. The altar is open for those who want prayer. If you would like somebody to pray with you, please come to the altar. Come on up, Ross.